0: Praise the Lord. Good. It's a good word, right? Well, to further develop that, let's have a warm welcome for Terry McFadden Solomon as she comes and ministers to us. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 And again, I, say, Hallelujah. I say rejoice. Yeah. Re 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 re, 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 rejoice, re, rejoice, re. Re, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> Bless the Love people, you. darling. Bless the Amen. people. Amen. Yeah, that's the one. Rejoice. Hallelujah. So how's your prayer life going? Huh? Anybody doing any prayer, special prayer this month? Uh, My husband and I have been using, uh, what is it, Bible Gateway? Uh, Bible Gateway. Uh, to read through the new testament uh during this month of prayer and uh it's really nice it, you can load it on your phone if you don't have it but uh it it uh and you and it will uh what do you call it, talk yeah, it'll it'll read it for you so we just turn on Bible Gateway and we follow along in our bible so you know you might want to just try that in your car um you know, just turn on Bible Gateway and decide you're gonna read through uh, certain passages. Uh, Last year we started uh, from Genesis and uh, we gave up somewhere along the line. I don't know where it was, but we we did pretty good. We did a pretty good clip, okay? But uh, so this year we're just reading through the New Testament and it's really been uh, refreshing because it's so amazing. How many times you can read through the Bible and see something completely yeah, yeah, yeah. new and different that you never saw before? You know that just amazes me. Um, wow. yeah. yeah. So uh, we 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 had some uh, uh, hit some bumps where we stopped and said, "What does the Bible say that?" I didn't know that. You mm-hmm. know, and you know we've been reading a long time, but you know, uh, it's, it's 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 fresh yeah. every time you read it. The Holy Spirit will reveal something to you. So I want to really encourage you to um, just read through the Bible just every day. And even if you don't, you know, and a lot of you, you're sitting there, you know, in traffic headed to work, you know, and you're saying unkind things to people, you know what I mean, as they drive by you and whatnot, not fair, driving fast enough in your way, blah, blah, blah. See, you could be putting on the word, you know, and just uh, cruising along, all right? Amen. So are you ready for the word? Yes amen, hallelujah, so am I, praise God, hallelujah, We. this is our last uh, day of just, you're really just trying to help you increase and build your life of prayer, because it's the most important thing that you'll ever do, uh, and I really mean that from the bottom of my heart, you know, we have um, gone through some challenges as this new year kicks off, and uh, um, I'll tell you, but but prayer, whoo, but prayer has just made such a difference. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, as we come, Lord, uh, to gather together in your name, Lord, and as you are seated by the right hand of the Father, listening, oh, ready to send dispatcher angels on our behalf, we are so grateful and so thankful. And Father, I pray right now, Lord, that the words that are written here in the text would be lifted amen. from the pages right on the wings of the Holy Spirit and find a dwelling place in the heart of every hearer. We pray that the word would deposit seed and the seed would spring up and bear fruit in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer answering faith. Here we go. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Um, well, th- this, is, this is the whole thing about prayer. And I, I, I'm going to jump around a little bit. And I, I, I want to probably start at Hebrews 4 and 2. And it talks about people who prayed and got some very, very different results. Okay. And and, and Hebrews 4 and 2, it says, For we received the good news just as they did. For we indeed, for, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as them. Okay? So you're just talking about the gospel in general now. It says, But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith those who heard it. Okay? It says, They were listening to the same word, getting the same message, the same instruction, some of them praying the same prayers, but some were getting results and some were not. So the, the issue is, why is it that when we pray that we see some people getting results and some people not? I used to be so jealous of a pastor friend of ours because this man, I'm telling you, everything he prayed for, it's like it just happened instantly. Um, Charles and I were standing at his house and he had a Motorcycle that he wanted to sell. And he said, Lord, he said, I'm asking for whatever the amount, fifteen thousand dollars for this bike. And I wanted to sell right away. I don't want it to sit in. Remember that, Charles? He said, I don't want to sit in our garage. You know, I want, you know, Lord, just we just need this bike to be sold. And the next day, somebody called from North Florida and said, Okay, I'm just wiring the check and I'm sending somebody to pick up the bike. I'm like, wait a minute. You just prayed that yesterday. I said, he's paying you what you want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the same man who every morning every at 4.30 gets out of his bed, gets in his car, treks over to his church, meets with a group of people, and they pray in that church every morning. He's been doing it for 30 years, okay? For 30 years without fail. I mean, snow, rain, sleet. They live in Boston, okay? Okay. And so when we're, <laughs> when we're in town staying with them, you know, my husband, uh, he gets up with Bishop, you know. And uh, let me tell you something. This particular person uh, has a very expansive ministry. And so if he wanted to, he could just say, well, you're over prayer. So you get up and go, you know, pray over the people. This guy, 4.30 every morning. Now, the interesting thing is he has eight children And uh, all of them grew up, all of them in a ministry. And they were saying, you know, when we were little kids, innocent babies, okay? Dad made us get up before school at like four o'clock in the morning, okay? It's time to pray. And so from babies, you know, that they were raised praying every morning. Now, that may sound extreme. And for me, it is extreme, okay? I mean, I, I, I have gone through episodes i put, like, episodes where I will wake up at 4.30 every morning and pray. But the, I said episodes. Did you get that? Yeah. Episodes. Time where, you know, and then after a while, you know, God starts waking you up automatically. I'm like, oh, God, please, okay, not today. It's too cold, okay? You know, I can't get out of bed. I forgot to turn the heater on, okay? Um, so... But but so so I'm am just being honest with him, just being transparent. I would love to get up at 4:30 every morning, and I'm and be honestly truthful with you. If it wasn't for my husband, I probably would not pray consistently every morning. Now he's just a diehard, okay? He's a diehard soldier when it comes to prayer, okay? He doesn't care if I'm not even speaking to him, okay? it doesn't matter to him. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm not praying with you today. You did such and such, such and such. And he'll just say, yeah, but we're still going to pray. Oh no, we're not going to pray. You know, I'm not praying with you. And he'll come back an hour later. Are you ready to pray? You know, and I have to pray with him to get him off my back because I'm so angry. I said, well, okay, I'm going to stand here, but you know, and you go ahead and pray and he'll start praying after a while. My tears just start coming down my eyes, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to pray. I don't want to pray with him. I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) And the tears start coming, I start praying. So he's a diehard soldier. He does not care what is going on, what he's thinking, what he's going through. So for me, I'm kind of wishy-washy. I'm just, hey, I'm just being honest. I mean, sometime during the day, you know, I will pray, but Charles, he's like, clockwork, okay? That's his commitment. And, and I'll tell you, I thank God for that because as a result of it, we get some pretty quick results when it really gets down to the nitty gritty of things, you know. Um, but uh, the, the Bible says in Hebrews that there is a whole thing about praying and about the word of God <clears throat> that it only works when it's mixed with faith. Okay? When it when you know, it's a faith, it's a discipline, it's a determination like no other. I mean, how many of you work every day? How many of you go to work every day? Okay. How many of you go forget to brush your teeth and wash your face before you go to work? Nobody does that. So if we if we are careful and consistent in anointing the outer man, okay, why is it so hard for us? Do you think that people don't smell when your spirit has bad breath? I'm I'm being definitely serious. Do you think that people don't recognize when you are not spending time with God? Okay? It's the same thing as your deodorant, you know what I'm saying? Your toothbrush, you know, your shampoo. It will give the same effect spiritually when you're not cleansing yourself through prayer. Okay? I'm all off track right now, but I'm going to try to get back on. Okay? Um, So, anyway, uh, Matthew, let's look at Matthew 21 and 22, uh, because the the essence of what I'm saying to you is that prayer is only as effective as your faith in what you're praying for and what you're praying about, okay? Prayer only works in relationship to your faith, to what you believe when you're praying. Um, Look at somebody next to you and I want you to say this. Say that, never again say, All we, can do is pray. all we can do is pray. So never again. Say that Wait, again. because you know you know what you're saying when you say all we can do is pray. All we can do is pray. Yeah, that's that that's a that's a prayer of doubt. Oh, no. Okay, you're doubting like you know. Hey, you know, uh, you know it's it's gotten so bad that you know we have to turn to prayer. We don't know if that works. OK, so when you say all we can do is pray, when people say that, it just goes through me because prayer is everything. That's everything you can do. That's the first thing you should do. But people kind of like resign themselves like, well, this is not working. The other one is that, well, let's pray and see what happens. You know, that's a prayer of doubt. You know, that's like, oh, so it might work. OK, it might not. Okay. Matthew. OK, I'm going to try to stay on track. And it says this in Matthew 21, 22. We we know this one, okay? You should know this one. And Jesus said, I'll tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, uh, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, he withered the fig tree up, but also you can say to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and uh, it will be done. If you believe and... uh, Uh, You will receive what you've asked for in prayer. Uh, My translation says, if you believe, there's another translation that says, whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. That's the English uh, standard version, okay? If you believe, you will receive what you ask for if you ask in faith. It says, you can, you can, he, and this fig tree, and this backstory is that the, they're going past this fig tree, and Jesus says, oh, cool, fig tree. Uh, I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm hungry. And he gets up to the fig tree, and there's all these beautiful blossomy leaves and no fruit. And so he says, why are you fake? Okay? You're like acting so spiritual and acting like you got all this going on and not bearing any fruit. And he cursed the fig tree. And, you know, a lot of times we see all this, these spiritual accolades, you know, like everything is just so spiritual, ooh, ooh, you know, and whatnot. But then no results, no fruit. And Jesus said to him, he says, listen, this is the whole thing. If you pray and you add faith to your prayer, if you believe, and what does it mean to have faith? Here it is. What is faith? Faith, to take action based on the confidence and assurance and the trust that you have. Faith is not something that is in your head. Faith is something that's in your actions. Faith is to take action based on some assurance, something that you know that you know that you know. And when you take action, you're activating your faith. And and so he says, look, he says, if you just, if you pray, prayer is so powerful when it is mixed with faith that if you've got a mountain standing in front of you, a mountainous situation, something that looks impossible, but if you activate your prayer with faith, nothing is impossible to you. And that is where our belief system is puny, Immens, uh, emaciated, uh, immature. Because we can't believe at that level. We believe God for parking spaces. You understand what I'm saying? We believe God that when we put our ATM card in, that you know it's not going to come back rejected. You understand the cashiers in the store? Um, we all wouldn't know about that. You know. So God, please let this let this be approved. Anybody ever been there in life, huh? No, these are rich people. Okay, so you don't know about that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? You know, been in the airport, you know, and okay, we got three seats on standby, you know, and you're number eight, you know. Oh, God, please. Please, God, give me that seat. And that's, that's your muscle. That's your faith muscle. But when it comes to cancer, When it comes to something really, really important, like you know in the natural, it cannot happen. I need a Kleenex under your feet, babe. You know, that's where the muscle comes in. That's where the prayer muscle comes in. And so Jesus is saying, if you have faith, if you have prayer muscle. If you are willing to take action uh, based on what you cannot see, if you're willing to, uh, Indiana Jones, there was a, a scene in uh, um, Raiders of the Last Art. Lost Art, they get to this cliff and they're being chased, and they get there, and it's this big canyon, and he says, "Well, there's it's nothing we can do. The enemy's behind us," and the and, and one I think it, what's his name, Harrison Ford says. Step out. He says, what do you mean step out? Anybody remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. He, he says, step out. And even though they could not see the bridge, it was there. Yeah. They stepped out in faith. Trouble was behind them. You understand what I'm saying? And they had to make a decision, an action. So faith is an action. Is stepping out even yeah. when you don't see yeah. what's yeah. in front of you, yeah. even though it looks like you're going to fall and you're not going to yeah. make it. Yeah. But God says, if you just step, step out. Yeah. Step up. Believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Relationships. Luke 17, 5. Jesus says to his disciples, uh, He said, Look, look, they're fighting among themselves. They're going back and forth. Relationship, marriage, kids, employer, employer. They're just going back and forth, going back and forth. They're fighting, they're arguing. And They said, look, you know, they didn't like Max Matthew because he was a tax collector, okay? But he's one of the 12. So one of them says, how how many times are we supposed to give people when they mess up, when they get on our nerves? And Jesus says, oh, 70 times, 70 times, 70 times, 70 times, 70 times. And I noticed, are you kidding? Are you for real? You really want me to do that? And Jesus said, yeah. And he said, Lord, listen, this is what we need for you to do for us. Look what he says in 17.5. And the apostle said to the Lord, please, God, increase our faith. We just don't have the kind of faith to believe that a faltering relationship can still work, that we can stop a fight right in the middle, that we can forgive someone that hurts us over and over again. Please, Lord, increase our faith. Well, the question then becomes, because we're talking about this faith, we're talking about mountain-moving faith, we're talking about, you know, getting beyond faith for parking spots or a ticket on an airplane or getting our ATM approved, you know. uh, All those little things that we cross our fingers about almost, you know. that's, That's our kind of faith, you know. Cross, you know, legs, toes, arms, everything, you know. Sign, make the sign of the cross, you know. Little things, little things, not big things. Because big things scare us. They scare us. And how could God possibly be bigger than big things? All right. All right. Come on. You know, I, I, I've seen people die of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen people, you know, it start raining and the mud comes down and their house is good. I saw it on TV just last night. You know? So we fill our minds with all these negative images and all these negative reports, and we get so full of them that there's no room to believe God. A lot of people don't believe that this nation can recover from what we're going through. Oh, we're going to the dogs. Oh, America's never, ever gonna be the same again. Really? So what's going on in our nation is bigger than God? I don't think so. But. He, but he, but the disciples, they have an issue too. They're saying, God, okay, you say faith. How do we increase faith? That's the question. Anybody ever had that question? Yeah. Uh, how, how, how do I increase my faith? Okay, let's look at Mark, Mark 9. This is a good one, okay? Mark 9. <laughs> I love this story. Let me tell you what I love about Mark 9. What I love about Mark 9, about this story, period, because it also appears in Matthew, is that I love it. This is one of the rare times when you see Jesus ticked off, okay? (laughs) You don't see it often, you know. You see it when the money changes when the church, you know, he just, oh, God, what are you guys doing? Kicks over the table, you know, and just wants to just... Beat everybody, okay? This spiritual son of God, but he's this is humanity is just annoyed. That's why I like the Bible says in Hebrews, you know that he every emotion that you've ever felt, every every challenge, Jesus says I was tempted in that same area. I know what it feels like to lose your temper. I know what it feels like to be in fear or to be in unbelief. He says I I know all of those things. But look what he says. Uh, <laughs> this is what I love. They're, it starts out, nine, chapter 9 starts out, they're on the Mount of Transfiguration, okay? This is a place where Jesus goes up into the mountain, in case you don't know the story, and Moses and Elijah show up, and Jesus is transfigured. all of a sudden, Peter, John, and uh, who else was with him? Peter, John, and uh, Peter, John, and James. That's there. They're up there. there. Jesus takes them up on the mountain. And they get to see all this glorious stuff. They see Elijah come manifested. Moses is manifested. Jesus is transfigured. He turns into this glowing being and whatnot. Peter's running his mouth because he's so shook up that he doesn't even know what to say. Okay, well, let's just build tents for everybody. And then all of a sudden the heavens open up and God is speaking directly. He says, no, this is my son. Hear ye him. And, you know, and uh, 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 so they're coming down off of the mountain. Now imagine that you have been in the mountain with God. Imagine your spiritual state when you come down off that mountain. Boy, let me lay hands on somebody, please. I got the power. Because they have been in the mountain with God. (laughs) This gets so funny. It says... Verse 9 to verse 14. It says, and when they came down, the other disciples, the one who had not been in the mountain, they're down there dealing with the daily grind where you guys are up somewhere being spiritual, okay? We're down here dealing with all these crazy people, all these Pharisees, all these demon-possessed people, all this stuff. Boy, you've been chilling. It says, and when they came down, the other disciples... They saw the large crowd, when they came to the other disciples, they saw the large crowd around them, and teachers of the law, that's the the religious people that don't believe nothing, but they claim to be, that's the fig tree with the leaves and no fruit, okay? Uh, And the teachers of the law arguing with them, arguing with the twelve, arguing with the people. And as soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. And Jesus said, What what are you guys arguing about? He said, "What's, What's the issue here? And a man in the crowd answered, He says, Teacher, I brought you my son. Watch this statement. He says, Teacher, I brought you my son. He did not bring his son to Jesus. He brought his son to his disciples, but because they were representative of Jesus, he figured they should have the same power that Jesus had, so he connects them with Jesus. He says, I brought you my son. Do you get the concept here? I brought you my son, who is possessed with the Spirit, that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground and he foams at the mouth, he gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. And I ask your disciples who's the, any disciples in the room? If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, raise your hand right now. There you go. I ask your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. I ask you meaning not him directly, but the people that represented him. I asked you and your disciples, but they could not. Jesus gets ticked off. I went away for five minutes. Let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. What, what have you seen me do, fellas? you seen me cast out a demon, out a possessed man. You saw me raise a little dead girl back to life. You saw me fight three, five thousand people. You saw the side of fire Phoenician woman who was bent over, and you saw me straighten her up. You saw me heal the blind man, and I go away for five minutes. I go talk to the Father for five minutes, and you can't even cast out a demon? He is ticked off. Look what he says. I'm not kidding. Read it with me. Oh, you unbelieving generation. How long shall I stay with you? I've taken you through all these things. I've taken you through sickness and healed you you should have lost your house, you kept it. You were unemployed, but you never went hungry. Yeah. I brought your children back, I did this for you, I did that for you, I saved your marriage, I did everything, you, and you still get to a crisis and don't believe me. Yeah. Oh, generation, what am I gonna do with you? Do You get this, yeah. are you getting this? Yeah. And I promise you, God has done more for me Than I could ever write in a book. And still when the enemy comes in. I get nervous. I get nervous. Oh God. Oh God. Oh oh God. Oh God. They're going to do this. Oh God. This is happening. Oh God. This is happening. God what should I do? I'm telling you. And I'm a woman of faith. And Satan can still yank my chain. But the old steady guy over here. I don't know what you're worried about. The Bible says to be anxious for nothing. Well, I get it from my mother. My mother was a very anxious woman, okay? And sometimes I look in the mirror, I almost expect to see her, okay? Has that ever happened to you? You know, and then I have to stop myself and say, wait a minute. He did this for me, he did that for me, he did that for me. Jesus, oh, you unbelieving generation. So they brought him. Uh, they brought him. And when the spirit saw Jesus, the spirit that was in this demon possessed kid, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion and he fell to the ground and he rolled around and he foamed at the mouth. And Jesus said to the boy's father, How long this, has he been like this? And wait a minute. If you saw somebody foaming at the mouth, falling on the ground, rolling around, <laughs> whatnot, wouldn't you speak to the person? Or to the spirit? Jesus kind of, you knows. he says, well, hmm. So how long is this been going on? <laughs> like it was no big deal. And the demon, he's still rolling around, you know what I mean, screaming and crying and yanking this kid. And the father says, oh, God, why don't you just do something? He says, from his childhood, he answered. Now listen, Pastor Chuck, listen to what I'm about to tell you because I know you might have missed this one in the past because it's the first time I saw it and all the times I've read this passage. It says, from childhood, it has thrown him to the fire and the water, and the fire and the water trying to kill him. Next sentence, I've never seen this before, to pay attention to it. He says, and if you can, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. You know what Jesus said. What do you mean if I can? Do you s- What do you mean if I can? It sounds like he's ticked off to me. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen that pastor Chuck? I, I never paid attention to it. What do you mean if I can? There you go. Do you know who you're talking to? When you pray, do you know who you're talking to? And we're saying the same to Jesus, if you can. What do you mean, if I can? You mean when I can or how I can? But, oh, I can because I am. What do you mean, if I can? (laughs) Jesus said, is possible to him who believes. This is a tough message, huh? This is a hard one. Do you guys feel beat up yet? Huh? Feel beat up? Oh, okay, I'll soften it up, son. (laughs) Immediately, the boy's father explained, oh, this is so embarrassing. He's embarrassed now. He says, I do believe. Lord, help my unbelief. And that's what our issue is. We believe for a parking spot, but not for somebody who's mentally ill to be healed. For their mind to be regulated. For somebody who is demon-possessed and evil and drug-addicted. An alcoholic for 40 years. We can't believe that. Jesus, if you can, will you please take this alcoholism away from my husband, my wife, my son? If you can. And Jesus is saying to you, what do you mean, if I can? You just need to increase your faith. And the disciples said, Lord, how do we (laughs) increase our faith? We know that Jesus cast the demon out, but I want to just say something about increasing your faith, okay? Increasing your faith has to do with your level of need, okay? I'm going to, you need to get your pencil out because these are some things you're going to write because you're going to be in a fight with the devil, Sooner than you think. Some of you are in a fight right now. Some of you are fighting for your kids. Some of you are fighting for your marriage. Some of you are fighting for your financial situation or, or your health situation. Or You're just in a fight. Anybody ever been in a fight with the enemy? Whatnot, and the only thing standing between you and disaster is prayer? The doctors can't help you. The banks can't help you. you nobody can help you. The psychiatrists can't help. The medication's not helping. Nothing is helping. The only thing that's standing between you and disaster is prayer. Yeah. Now, watch this. You're going you're to need this. Yeah. There are two types of pain. And by pain, I'm not necessarily physical. I mean some discomfort some place that's causing you to fret, causing you to be disturbed, causing you to be angry. Two types of pain. The pain of staying the same versus the pain of change. You can be in pain and not do anything about it because you don't believe that anything can be done, or you can go through the pain of change. Either way, if I got a bad tooth in my mouth, it's going to hurt. And I got a bad tooth taken out of my mouth, and it still hurt. But at least I know that once it was dealt with, that now I'm going to move away from the pain. Do you understand what I'm saying? Either way, it's going to cost you to be in this fight. And there's no way not to be in the fight. It's called life. Okay, you got that part. When you can no longer stand the pressure of staying the same, your prayer life and your level of faith will change. When you can no longer stand the pressure of staying the same, your prayer life and your level of faith will change. Y'all didn't hear me. When you can no longer stand the pressure of staying the same, when you can't bear it any longer being when you are, when you get to the end of yourself, when you feel like you're losing your mind, when you feel like nothing else is working, when you get to that place, your prayer life and your level of faith will change. I'm telling you, even if you go through a period of giving up, okay, I'm not going to pray, this is so horrible that I'm not, because this prayer is not working. But that pressure, that pressure, and God, he permits it because he knows, Rabbi Shateen, that he knows that at some point of going through, you're going to have to say, Jesus, help me. God, I can't do this anymore. You're going to call him, even if you swear within yourself that you're giving up on God. I don't care. This is not happening. I'm not going through this anymore. You're stomping your feet. You're having a tantrum. Yeah. God says, I'm taking you past the tantrum. You will come to a place where you will call on me. And when you do that, out of that desperation, you watch your faith. What happens with your faith? Your level of faith will change. Okay, four things for you to write down, okay? Okay. Here's how, back to disciples, Lord, increase our faith. Because remember, when this little kid has this demon, Jesus is fussing at everybody. What do you mean, if I can? He said, these come out only by prayer and fasting. He's saying, that little bit of stuff that y'all were doing, that don't work in the real world. That don't work with demons That don't work with disease. That doesn't work with mental illness. You gotta go deeper. Look, four things I want you to write down. Vision is the call to faith. When God shows you something that you're trying to accomplish, when God shows you something that has to change, Whatever it is, because see, because see, the call for faith, it's not necessarily always in a negative situation. It can be in something positive. When you're trying to build something, when you're trying to do something, when you're trying to create something, when you need something to happen into your life, and you're reaching for that thing, vision is the call to faith. When, you, when God shows you something that nobody can see but you, because it's not yet in the natural realm, and but you see that thing, and you know what he does? He'll drop a rope down and say, "Come on, pull it into existence, pull it into existence." And here you are, looking stupid and crazy. Ah, ah. So she's lost her mind. Ah. Ah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come uh, on! I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. Uh, 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 uh. How do I look to you? I look like some kind of lunatic. Do I not? Uh, uh, uh. But I see something. Yeah. I have a vision that God has shown me. Yeah. But I've got to fight. I've got to pull in prayer. If I want this thing to come out of the invisible realm and into the natural realm, what do you think this room is? What do you think this church is? This is something that was fought for in prayer, that was seen in the spirit. This was a vision. This was a vision. And somebody struggled and prayed and pulled and got together and believed and did everything that God told them to do. You struggled until it manifested into seats, into pulpit, into floor, into steps, into To people. Vision is a call to faith. Obstacles are the challenge of faith. Do you think that when God shows you something, when He says, I'm going to bring you through this, you will be healed? Things will change. You will get over this extreme depression. You will get over diabetes. Your kids will stop acting crazy. This this whole thing about incarceration and, and always the police always calling your house and uh, grandkids going crazy, talking about sex change operations. I mean, it's just so, there's such a myriad of stuff that is attacking families these days. You know, um, you know uh, all of these things are attacking. It says, but the obstacles that you face, they are the challenge of your faith. First, you have a vision of what you believe. God is, you want God to do what you need him to do. But now, he says, but you got to overcome the obstacles in front of that. And the greatest obstacle is unbelief. There's some other obstacles too. Some of the other obstacles, sin life. You got to look around in your life and say, wait a minute. Is there something I need to clean up? I I, I'm, I want God to increase my faith. Yeah. I want to get my prayers through. Yeah. But you can't cover your sins and prosper. Yeah, you can't stay the way you are and do secret stuff on the internet yeah, and think that God is going to hear you when you pray. Yeah, Obstacles. The next perseverance is the process of faith. A lot of times when we pray and we believe God, it may not happen overnight. Yeah. But God is saying you have need of perseverance yeah. that after you've done the will of God, you yeah. might receive the promise. Right. And so he brings you to a place where you've got to push, where you've got to press, where you've got to believe, you've got to wait. Oh, do we hate to wait? Do we hate to wait? Oh, uh, I guess it's not going to happen. It didn't happen on Monday. Yes, it's not going to happen. It didn't happen on Tuesday. I've been waiting. Let me, Let me tell you. My dad, when my mom died, for wh- whatever reason, when she, she died, he became this angry person that I did not recognize anymore. And he took all of his anger out on me. I could not do anything right. To make matters worse, he was so sick that I had to give up my house and move into his house because he was so stoic and mean that he was sitting in the house starving to death. He wouldn't eat. He wouldn't go out. So I just moved out of my house, moved in, and started taking care of him. And for six long years of praying, my father verbally abused me and did some very, very mean things. I, I I would go and preach on Sunday, and I would come back, and he would say, ah, you tell those people all those stupid lies, all those, you know. But I, I found out one thing about my father's verbal assaults and his meanness. I could measure where I was spiritually by my response to what he did. Yeah. Yeah. If I was in a good place in my prayer life, And he would say things like, water. I'd say, excuse me, water, what? Are you stupid? I want a glass of water. That's the way he would talk to me. Mm. And I would say, sure, Dad. Here's a glass of water. Then I knew that I was in a good place. I was measuring myself by my reaction to him. Some days, boy, I'm telling you, just wanted to take my hands and choke him he was so mean six years I prayed God would you just let him die I mean sometimes you know and you catch yourself praying certain things say no no I didn't mean that God I didn't mean that I didn't mean that I mean you know God just let him stop being so mean come on I can't can I just be real with people you just get so frustrated But I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, God, change this man, change this man, change this man. Six years. And one time he had to go to Dallas three times a week. And uh, I would get up, call the truck that would take him in the wheelchair, and I would go with him. Here we are, six in the morning. And I'm pushing the wheelchair down the hospital corridor. You know, it's cold. It's in the basement of the hospital. It is cold down there. You know, we're down there. I'm dad, are you warm enough? Blah, 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 blah. And I get him. We get him to the x-ray because he's got to get the shunt for his kidney dialysis replaced. So uh, they put him on the table. And I'm sitting out in the hallway, but I'm looking right across the hall at him, and he's laying on the table. And I notice he just began to weep, just begin to cry. So I call in the room, I said, Dad, what's the, ma- what's the matter? Are you okay? And you know what he said to me? I am so sorry mm-hmm. oh, for the way that I treated you all this time. Oh. You have been so good to me. Amen. And I have been so mean. Mm-hmm. Would you please forgive me? Amen. Yes. And right there in that x-ray, room, my dad and I reconciled. And right there in that x-ray room, every, all the hurt, all the meanness that was in me, all the unforgiveness disappeared. Amen. We can pray for things, but perseverance, perseverance, perseverance is the process of faith. Yeah. So if you're wondering why God doesn't answer things, He's building your faith up because those whole six years, I never gave up. I could have left him there. I could have gone back to my own house. I could have let him die. I could have put him in a home. But God said no. It was the process of faith. Miracles, fourth one, are the evidence of faith. And that day in the x-ray room, that was miracle day. It's the evidence of faith if you hold on in prayer, not wavering in unbelief, Jesus told that man, he said, that he said, he said how, long does, how long has this been going on with your son? He said, since he was a child. Which means that this man had been going through hell with this boy from the time that he was little. But he never gave up. He still was looking for a way for this child to be healed. And he comes to Jesus and he says, you know what? I've seen so much crazy stuff that I don't know what to believe anymore. Would you please help my unbelief? And Jesus did. Mm -hmm. On that day, he cast that demon out of that boy. And the boy was healed. His disciples said, wait a minute, how come we couldn't do it? How come we couldn't do it? Because vision is the call to faith. The disciples had seen it over and over again, that faith works. But then they had to go through their own obstacles of faith. And the perseverance, the process of faith, only to see the miracles as the evidence of faith. And by the time Jesus ascended into heaven, and those disciples came out of hiding. Guess what their level of faith was? Elevated. Peter and John walked by a man in the temple who was asking for silver and gold. Peter says, I don't have any silver and I don't have any gold, but such as I have. Rise and walk. Their faith got elevated. My prayer for you today is that as you go through times where your faith gets tested in one way or another, that in that process, that your prayer muscles would grow stronger and stronger. But know this, that you are partnering with Jesus in prayer. You are a partner. He says, you got to do the work. You want me to work on your behalf? You got to do the work. You got to turn off law and order. Come on now. You have to stop texting. Can you think of other person other than that text is going to help you? Not like I can. Whatever it is, that's your distraction. Some of you just... Oh Lord, this is so horrible. I'm gonna go make a sandwich. (laughs) Oh yes. Oh yes. It's food. It's a beer. It's a joint. It's sex. It's whatever the enemy uses a substitute for what really needs to happen. The discipline. Saying, God, going in the bathroom, I'm shutting the door. <laughs> I'm going to take a seat on this commode, and, and you and I are going to talk. And I'm going to bless your name. Oh, my soul. And all this within me. I will bless your holy name. I will bless your name and forget not all your benefits. I will remember right now. That you forgive all my iniquities. Yeah. You heal all my diseases. Yeah. God, you're even going to redeem me from destruction. Yeah. You crown me with loving kindness yeah. and tender mercies. You satisfy my mouth with so many good reports. That my youth is renewed like an eagle. Yeah. God, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I know my neighbors think that my husband ain't there. I don't know, fighting or doing whatever. Because... We're not. I'm just in the kitchen. He'll tell you. Oh, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. I bless you. I praise you. I'm in my kitchen slamming the microphone. Thank you. Opening the refrigerator. Yes. 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 You're just good. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And when you press in like that with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, it's all. Yeah, I like that. That's good stuff. Uh, you know that thing that we were going to do six months from now, let's let's move the date up I just like what she just did yeah, 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 yeah. I just like how she worshipped me yeah, yeah, yeah. prayer of faith somebody needs to say God right now, increase my faith get rid of all the substitutes that I've been using to find some level of comfort. And I'm seeking comfort in other places because of my unbelief, because I'm afraid to believe. I, I, I can't imagine this alcohol problem going away, this drug problem going away. I can't imagine losing 50 pounds. I, you know, I've been trying. I've been on keto and white watchers and all that kind of stuff. Whatever it is. Because, see, what we believe, sometimes it's just a small thing. Sometimes it's a huge thing. God, I believe you're a healer. Yes. I believe you can give me my eyesight back. Yes. I believe you can do anything. Yes. Just help my unbelief. We're going to increase faith right now. I want you to just take out a pen and pencil. And I want you to write down something that you believe in God for that seemed impossible. Write it down right now. Write it down right now. You don't have a pencil. Just have the faith to say it right now. And right now... Even as I'm speaking, even as I'm doing my best to encourage you, I know God is in one ear and the enemy's in the other. (laughs) You don't really believe that, do you? Yes, I do. I do. I'm I'm reaching higher. I'm stepping out on an invisible bridge that's going to take me to your promise. You may not be able to see the bridge, but it's there. And God says, I will take you to whatever you believe me for. Father, right now, right now, whatever you wrote down, say, Lord, help my unbelief. Just look at it right now on the paper. Say, Lord, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. And then you're going to say, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith, Lord. God, uh, forgive me for doubting you, for saying, if you can. Lord, for right now, I believe that you can. I know you can. I'm convinced that you can. I'm persuaded that you can. Father, help me right now. Increase my faith. Let me go through the process right now, Father, of believing you right now, Father. Oh, God, as I face the obstacles, and I know the obstacles are going to come, but, Father, right now, Give me the strength to climb over every obstacle, every obstacle, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me right now. Somebody's in pain right now, and you can command that pain to go, to leave right now that tormenting pain that you've been going through in your body right now, that depression that's been in your mind right now, command it to go right now. Say, so, Father, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I believe I am healed. I command this pain to leave right now. This hurt, this unforgiveness, this doubt right now, God, it just looks like I'm not going to be able to reach my goal. I see it. I reach it. I grab it. I hold it. Right now, it's mine. But I know I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I know I'm above. I'm not beneath. I know that I'm more than a conqueror. God, increase my faith. God, I don't know about all these people in here, but if you just increase my faith, I'm talking to Terry right now. Increase my faith. Father, I know that I'm at a good level. I want to go higher. I want to go deeper. I want to believe you for everything and anything. That nothing's too hard for you. Nothing's impossible. All you ask me to do is believe. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. I want you to take whatever you wrote down. I want you for seven days to look at that thing, that mountain that seems so impossible every day and say, you know what, God, we're going to do this together. We're going to do this together for seven days. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. If I have to get up at four or five in the morning, if I have to do it at two o'clock in the morning, whatever you assignment you give me, whatever time I'm going to do it, I'm going to pray. I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna give up something for a week—my bread or some red meat—or I'm gonna give up sweets. I'm gonna give up coffee. I'm gonna do something because I want you to know I'm serious. I'm Amen. in this to win this. Amen. 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 Whatever God chose you to do, you do it. Yes, Lord. Yes, and you Lord. Yes. do it, and you let Him know that you are serious. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Serious. Yes, Lord. Exactly. Exactly. The kid climbed up in a tree. Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Lord. The woman with this Shabbat, she pressed into the crowd. Jesus, Jesus. The head of the the, the, the synagogue came. My daughter, Jesus, Jesus. These are people that broke the rules because they needed a miracle. They needed their faith. Sinner woman came and took an expensive oil, broken his feet. Jesus, Jesus. What will you give? What will you do to let him know that I'm here for a breakthrough? And I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. In Jesus' name.